morning. Welcome. Wow. Wow. It's like the front row has had like three coffees this morning. Lord, four coffees. Welcome to church. I'm so glad you guys decided to come to church this morning. I'm, I'm thrilled that you guys actually decided to get out of bed and come to church because it's getting cold now and I know it's getting harder and harder to get out of bed. So it requires a little bit of extra coffee. I want to say a quick hello for those of you that didn't decide to get out of bed online. We want to say hello to you as well. We're so glad that you are with us. If you just excuse me while I type in the password so that I can get some of my notes up. Okay. Who's ready? All right. Turn to the person to your left. Oh. I hadn't finished yet. I just, sorry. Turn to the person to your left and go, have you lost something? All right. Because this morning, my message that I'm going to talk about is finding what is lost. So if you're taking notes, the title of the message tonight is, or today I should say, not tonight, Finding what was lost. Last Sunday night, I spoke about this idea that we are, we're all on this journey, and I'm going to call this journey life, and along the way, we, we feel like we've either lost something or maybe we've lost a part of ourselves. So if you're here Sunday night, I want to just encourage you to just stay with us because we need to catch everyone else up. Okay, so I'm going to pray first. I'm going to pray and we're just going to invite, Jesus is already here, and I'm going to pray, really, more just for me, because you guys look awfully comfortable. <laughs> God, I thank you so much for today. God, I thank you, Lord, for your presence in this place. God, I just want to ask right now that we're all at different stages of life. We all have different experiences and expectations, God, but I just ask that you would just cross those barriers. God, I ask that you would meet us wherever we are, whether we've been a Christian for years or for decades, God, or whether we're not even sure if God's real. God, I ask that you would just speak to us, that you would become so real to us, whether it's for the first time or for the hundredth time. God, we want to ask that today as I bring this word, God, that your voice would become louder and louder. God, that we would be able to hear what you're trying to say to us. God, that you would give us clarity to see what you're trying to do in our lives. I thank you, Lord, for all the beautiful people here. I thank you, Lord, that they chose to come to JC on a Sunday morning, bright and early. And so, God, right now, I ask that you would speak to them and you would help me to speak this word on your behalf. In Jesus' name. And everyone says? Amen. Amen. All right, so if you were with us last Sunday night, as I said, we spoke about this idea that we're all on this journey and we, we may have lost something or we possibly feel like we've lost a part of ourselves. And so we're always searching for something. Um, and I'm going to take a couple moments and we're going to look at this passage in the Bible where Jesus actually becomes lost from his parents. And through whatever circumstances, whether they forget him or whether he just leaves, I don't think that happened, but whatever the circumstances, Jesus somehow manages to get separated from his parents. So 
they are, they're going on a trip and they've gone to Jerusalem for this festival. And the festival is the Passover festival. And it takes about seven to eight days for this festival to happen. And they finish the festival. And at the end of the seven to eight days, they all go home. Everyone goes home back to where they come from. The festival's in Jerusalem and Jesus and his parents live in Nazareth. When they decide to go home, somehow, like I said, Jesus manages to get separated from his parents. Okay, now, before I forget, it is Generation Sunday, so I'm going to throw, throw some chocolates out. Is there any kids up here? Can I just have the kids to stand up for a second? I can't... Does any kids want some chocolate? All right, can I have the kids to come down the front? I'm just going to start throwing them out here, but I've got to wait for the kids to come down the front. That's... That's one, that's two, that's three. Because, oh, I hope I didn't hit a baby in there. <laughs> that's about to get really awkward. Because it's Generation Sunday and we want to have a bit of fun in this house and we want to shake off some of the nerves. So there's some more chocolate and that'll help us get... <laughs> that'll help us get engaged. Okay, so, so pick up where, where we left off. Jesus gets separated from his parents, and, and we want to pick up in Luke chapter 2, verse 48 to 49. So if you have your Bibles, um, we're going to open up to Luke chapter 2, verse 48 to 49. It is going to come up on the screen. And I would love you to pay close attention to the response of Jesus' parents when they finally find him, and then the response of Jesus, because they've been separated for three days and so whatever Jesus was doing, and we are going to look at it, wherever he, was, wherever he was, somehow he was lost from them. So Luke chapter 2, verse 48 to 49. And it says, His parents didn't know what to think. Why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been searching frantically for you everywhere. Everyone say everywhere. And I love Jesus' response, and this is what I want to focus on today. And it says, Jesus said to them, but why did you need to search for me? Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? I don't know about you, but I would say Jesus was their son, and so he would hold great significance to them. Have you ever lost something that holds great significance to you? Uh, like, who's ever lost a car in a car parking center? Hands up. Just shamelessly, who's ever lost a pair of keys? Or who's ever lost a wallet, right? Don't put your hands up. Who's ever lost a child? It, it does happen, apparently. It, it's all good because somehow Joseph and Mary managed to lose Jesus, the Savior of the world, Son of God. I don't know how you managed to do that. And so uh, when we're looking at this moment, I really believe that, and I want to try and hopefully elaborate and go, we actually go on this journey and we begin to lose things. And in the same way that Joseph and Mary lost Jesus is, I think, sometimes what we feel like. I think we go along and we feel like we're, we've lost something and we go through experiences 
And we kind of go through life and maybe we feel like there's a part of us missing. I don't know about you, but I have this unique ability to lose my wallet. I did share this on Sunday night, and I'm going to share it again. I somehow managed to lose my wallet at the worst times. Like, it's always whenever I need to go somewhere and I'm running late. It's always whenever I'm, like, desperate to get to work and I lose, like, I have this have this pathological mindset where somehow my wallet grows arms and legs and it just disappears. My, uh, I, I think I inherited it from my, my father. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure he used to lose his wallet or car keys at least once a week. And don't ask my wife wherever she is, but somehow I managed to lose my wallet. And I'd say my wallet is really, really important. And so when this, when this happens, I don't know about you guys, but whenever you lose something, who would agree that it makes you a little bit crazy. It, it, it drives you into like a panic, frenzied moment. Is, is there anybody else like that, that actually goes, oh my goodness, I've lost it, where is it? And so you start searching underneath the couch cushions, you start emptying your pockets, you start going through the kids' bedrooms, you start yelling at the kids, because where's your wallet? Sorry. Sorry, I had to throw that one in there. I think we managed to I think we managed to lose stuff that's important to us and hold significance to us. And whether we realize it or not, we actually have lost something. And I and I'm hoping that I can dive deeper into this with you guys. I think on this journey, we begin to lose things of value. And in the same way that they lost Jesus and they got frantic, is I, I want to suggest to you guys that sometimes we feel overwhelmed or we feel really anxious because we know that there's something missing in our lives. Maybe it's, maybe it's some peace or, or some patience. I, I want to suggest it doesn't actually matter whether you've been a Christian for a really long time or whether you don't even believe in God, that we're still on this journey of searching for something. And that's why we, we experience things like anger. That's why we experience things like bitterness and unforgiveness. I think that's actually why we go through things where we could be in the car and we're so frustrated with the person in front of us because we know that there's something missing. And it's, and it's in that moment you don't know that something's missing, but somehow afterwards you go, Man, why did, that, why did that trigger me? Why did that annoy me so much? And I, I think what's crazy is we can believe in Jesus and still feel like we've lost something. I know that it, it's, it's this odd concept and I, and I really hope this is making sense because I want to I wanna in a moment get out this beautiful pink suitcase of my wife and, and do this illustration because as we go along this journey and we're, and we're searching for what we feel like we've lost, we actually begin to pick up things that we probably shouldn't. We, we begin to maybe pick up bad habits or we begin to pick up people's opinions that we don't necessarily have to pick up. I don't know about you, but I, I would find it a little bit odd if... If I, when Jesus' parents were looking for Jesus, 
They just, they're knocking around. One of the scholars suggested that they were going around, so they spent the three days looking for Jesus. And so they're going door to door and knocking and going, have you seen Jesus? I'd find it really weird if the parents, they knocked on a door and it's, hey, have you seen our son Jesus? No, but you can have our kid. And then they just, they just take, or, or maybe they find another kid, just a, there would have been homeless kid back then. Maybe they just find a homeless kid and go, well, it's not Jesus, but I'll have that one, I guess. Like, it's not, it's no son of God, but, and, and so I think it's odd that they didn't do that. They didn't pick up something that they weren't meant to get. They didn't grab something that wasn't theirs. And yet sometimes we can get things and we can pick up things in our searching that we shouldn't be picking up. And so today I want to grab this suitcase and I'm, and I'm hoping this will make sense going behind the veil here. This is my beautiful pink suitcase. And it's got some... And it's got some cool analogies. It's got some words. The duct tape is failing me today. So I think we go through life and we can... Can everyone see that? We can pick up and we can go, I need more success. Because... I'm feeling really lost and I feel like I've lost a part of me and so I need more money. And so that goes in the suitcase. And this is all going to make sense in a moment. Maybe we can maybe we can have a bad breakup. It's a five kilo weight, so that's, it's pretty heavy. Okay, it's pretty heavy for me. Some of you gym buffs out there, it's not heavy for. But we have a bad breakup and so, and so that goes into the suitcase and we kind of just dump that in there. And then, and then we're feeling really lonely. And so in our searching, we're running around and we're trying to get more friends. And so that goes in the suitcase. And, and, this, and the suitcase, the, the other name for it is, is trunk. And the, uh, the theme for this month is junk in your trunk. And I want to, I want to say that because I think we can go through life and we're searching for something and it ends up just being junk because we pick up the wrong things that weren't ours to pick up. And I think today we feel like we almost, uh, we feel like we can get these things from other people and we feel like other people and other things will give us our destiny or maybe they'll help us to achieve our future and our dreams. But I, I want to tell you today that I actually feel like if we don't come back and, and we don't look at what, what Jesus said was, why did you need to search for me? It's, it's right there when he says, why did you need to search for me, that we can stop searching for everything else. We can stop looking in every other place and in all the wrong places. We can stop looking in what our boss thinks of us. We can stop looking at, we can stop looking at what our partner thinks of us. I don't know about you, and maybe this is going to be super open, but for me, I've been married for a year now and, I, and I'm going on this journey and, and working through these experiences of if I constantly go to Beck for my self-worth and for my self-value, I'll never be good enough. And that's not because she doesn't think that I'm good enough. She thinks I'm awesome. And, and, she, is, and she is a great encourager, but she cannot be my encourager all the time. And so... 
as we go through life, we're looking and we begin to accumulate all this junk. And, and the junk is people's opinions. It's your parents' opinions. For the kids out there, it's, it's the fact that you may not feel good enough because your parents don't value you. And I want to say, just because your parents don't value you doesn't mean that God doesn't. And so we go through life and... Oh, I've got Jesus. I've got to put Jesus at the bottom of this. We go through life and so we've got this suitcase... We've got our trunk and we've got, all this, we've got all this junk in it. And so we, and so we just we walk along. And, and this isn't too bad. This is pretty heavy. But can you imagine that all over life, throughout your life, you just keep picking up more stuff. And we just keep picking up more. And so it's this weight. And it's this weight that eventually weighs us down to the point where we crack. And I think that's where we come into the moment of, Oh my gosh, I feel so overwhelmed and I feel, I feel frantic. And that, that's what the scripture, another version of the scripture says, they were anxious. I felt anxious. And I think that, that anxious is because that they lost something and in the same way that they lost something, we know that there's something lost. Whether we've been a Christian for years and years whether we don't even believe in God. And I want to say, if you don't believe in God today, that's cool. Like, that's, that's awesome. We're so glad that you still chose to come to church on a Sunday morning, even though we're a little bit weird. Because it is. It's, this experience is a little bit odd. And so I'm hoping that I can help everyone today to realize that some of the stuff that we're picking and that we're carrying around, we don't have to carry it around anymore. I want to say today that in the same way that although Jesus was lost from his parents, God had never lost him. It wasn't like God was going, oh boy, I lost him. It, you may, actually, do you remember when in the Garden of Eden and they had, and they had sinned and, and God's walking through the garden? For those of you that aren't familiar with the Bible, there's this moment where they eat this apple or they, it's not an apple, it's a fruit. For all those theologians out there, it's a fruit. And, and God's walking through the garden and he goes, where are you? It's not like he lost them. It's not like God's lost Jesus in this moment. And I want to say today that you may feel lost. You may feel like you've lost something. But I want to say that God hasn't lost you yet. And if you get nothing else out of today, in your searching through life, God hasn't lost you and God's got the missing pieces for you. And I want to look at the second part of the scripture because I think it's, it's a really interesting response. It says, didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? The, the New King James Version, I believe, it says, didn't you know I had to be about my father's business? And I think part of our searching is we're searching because we don't have our priorities straight. We, we don't have the correct, correct priorities, I'm going to say. And so... When he says, didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? Didn't you know I had to be about my father's business? It's not like he's being rebellious. It's not like Jesus is rebelling and he, he's 12 years old at the time and so he's so sick, like life is so hard and I'm just a teenager. It's, it has nothing to do. It actually is saying, I know where my priorities and where my focus has to lie. 
And so when he's actually answering, he's going, I know what I have to do with my life. I just, it makes me wonder what Mary and Joseph were thinking over the, over the first few hours and over the first few days when they actually were looking for Jesus. I don't actually think that they were looking casually. I don't think they had like a peace about them. I think that it says that they were frantic. And I, so I think when they're frantic and then they get this response, it's, it's not like Jesus is giving this throwaway line of like, I had to be here. Like, can you imagine how frustrating that would be if your kid has gone missing and he goes, I had to be here, didn't you know? Like, that's, that's literally what he says. He says, didn't you know I must be in my father's... It's like, no, how was I supposed to know that you were going to be here? I think it's, I think it's really funny that we can get our priorities mixed up. And so we can, again, and I want to bring it back. We, we can get our priorities confused instead of being maybe about what, what God wants for our life or maybe even trying to go, God, what do you want to do with my life? It, it almost becomes a, oh, I really need a girlfriend or I really need a boyfriend or I, I really need this person to like me. And so it becomes your priorities get confused and they get, sh- and you, sh- sorry, and your priorities shift because you're not quite sure what God's trying to do with your life. I had this thought, I'm going to invite the band back up. But I had this thought just this morning that when he says, didn't you know I had to be about my father's business, right? I thought to myself, what's he talking about? What's, what business is he actually talking about? And I, and I think, and, I, and I'm going to propose this idea to you, there's this moment where he says, he gives us two commandments, and the two commandments are love God, and love people and I think that that is what our priority should be is to love God and to love people it may get confusing it may feel like we, we get a little bit lost as we're, as we're searching for those things and as we're going through life but I can tell you that when we love God and we love people it's going to be okay I actually I think loving God and loving people is probably the two of the hardest commandments, especially loving people. I don't know about you, but when you love people, you actually have to forgive people. You have to let go of hurts. You have to let go of what you're holding on to. And so in loving people, it becomes this almost way, again, you're back to, I don't want to love them and I don't want to forgive them, so I'm going to go back around and I'm going to search for everything that I shouldn't be searching for. I want to say that when he, um, when he was saying that, his, that he had to be about God's business, I think it was almost this moment where I had this realization, it's why worship is so important. Because when we actually worship, it takes our focus off of what's going on in our life and it shifts our priorities onto God. And it's and it feels really odd to worship and it feels really odd to put 
put something else before yourself. But I actually want to say that when you place God above your circumstances and your priorities, He goes, it's all good because I've got you. Because His business is us. One of the commentaries that I was reading goes, didn't you know I had to be about my father's business? His father's business is us. We're his business. He came to the world to die on a tree for us. He came to do business for us so that we could actually be set free, so that we could actually be made in a right right relationship. But I want to say it's more than a right relationship. It's actually so that we can have a connection with him. It's not all about sin. And it's not all about like... Who else cringes when someone says sin? Who else does the, oh, it's it's not all about sin. Jesus isn't all about sin. He's all about you and he's all about having a connection and a relationship with you. So I'm going to pray this morning and I'm going to sing this song. Well, they're going to sing this song, I should say. And we're going to sing this song, Standing Here in Your Presence. And I want to ask you and invite you into a moment where as we sing this song together to to shift your focus, shift your priorities and go, Jesus, I know that you're here with me. When he says, why did you need to search for me? He's saying, the search is over. You don't have to keep looking for me. I've been here all along and I'm right here right now with you. So when we sing this song that I'm standing here in your presence, in a grace so relentless, it's not just words of just a throwaway line. It's a, he's here today and he wants to meet you. He wants to have a relationship with you. In a moment, I'm going to, in just a moment, I'm going to ask everyone to close their eyes and I'm going I'm to say a prayer and, and I'm going to invite people into a relationship with Jesus. I'm going to ask that if you've never met Jesus before or if you want to meet Jesus again, that you would pray this prayer with me. I'm not going to get people to put their hands up. It's, it's not about having an ego moment for me. It's, it's not about where we come out the front. It's, this is a moment between you and Jesus. It's a moment where I really believe Jesus is trying to say to you guys today, why are you still searching for everything else in all the wrong places? Because I'm right here. So can I ask that everyone closes their eyes? for just a minute, head bowed so we can shut out distractions. God, I want to ask today that if there's anyone in here that hasn't met you or maybe they feel like they met you once and now they're not really sure about you or they're not really sure of their relationship with you, God, I want to ask that you would make yourself real to them in a way that is so undoubtable, so undeniable, God, that they would know that you're real. In this place right now, I know that there are some people here feeling like Jesus is tugging on their hearts and and trying to speak into their souls. And so I'm just going to ask you that you would just invite him into your heart. Just, Jesus, come into my life. That's all you need to say. Jesus, come into my life. I want to be changed by you. I don't want to chase after everything else. I don't want to chase after success. I don't want to chase after the wrong people and all their opinions of me, but I want to chase after what you have to say about me. God, I ask that you would speak to people today. God, that your voice would become a little bit louder in their hearts. 
God, that they would be able to hear you just a little bit clear. I ask that you would give them clarity to see what you're trying to do in their lives. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We hope you enjoyed the service. We are praying for you and we will see you next week.